Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's podcast, Alex J returns to talk about the movie she's recently fallen in love with. My name is Justin Hamilton and no, The Shape of Water won't be brought up here on Big Squid. Welcome to the podcast. I'm wrapped that you have come along to join us. This is another great chat with Alex J, who, like her previous appearance, is going to list the five movies that took her by surprise when she watched them for the first time as the co-host of her podcast, The Lady's Guide to Dude Cinema. Sometimes they watch films and they're like, ugh. And sometimes they watch some films and they're wrapped. And these are some of my favourite chats with Alex. And I think you'll really enjoy this one too. She always takes me by surprise. That's what I really love. She'll just throw me something and I'm like, oh, A, she's never seen that. And B, oh, you, you like that one. That's pretty cool. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping before I bring Alex in. Season four of this podcast is coming to an end in a few weeks. Uh, the last episode will go up around the 9th of September. So it's a pretty good effort for this season. I think we'll be around the 65, 66, 67 episodes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit of a break. It's just been a really full-on few months some good things have been happening. Uh, there's been a few bad things, like not bad as in you have to worry, but just, you know, challenging. Uh, as if you don't know that. Everyone's going through challenging times, but I just need to have a little bit of a break and I just need uh, that time to recharge the batteries a bit. Doing all of this stuff by yourself is heaps of fun and I love it. But I just need to go and, you know, clear the head, find some new inspiration. And also, there's just some goals that we've wanted to achieve with this podcast that lockdown just threw completely out of the window. Even before we went into lockdown, like, 
we had some things that we wanted to do that we were going to launch. I think they were meant to launch around maybe April, May. But to be perfectly frank, I took up as much work as I possibly could to make certain that if there was another lockdown, I would be in an okay shape. And that's what I did. I worked like a crazy person. There was one point where I think it was 45 days in a row. And then recently, uh, because of COVID, some of that work has fallen through. And with that is payment. And that is stressful. Uh, That is very stressful. But what are you going to do? And, you know, you just have to kind of move forward. So going to have a little break. It won't be too long and then we'll be back with the new season and then we will launch some of the uh, new ideas that we have. Uh, we have the the Space Podacy podcast that will start off in this feed and uh, that will be with Ben Elwood and we are very excited about that. We've watched our first movie that will kickstart that in the new season of Big Squid. So if you'd like to keep across where we're at and when we're coming back, etc., you can either follow me on my personal Twitter and Instagram pages or head over to the Big Squid Facebook page. Okay, more information to come but that can all wait for now. Let's get this episode rolling with my good pal, Alex J. Maybe there's a career in being the voiceover person who says, recording in progress. Recording in progress. Oh, that was good. That was pretty good. That was Re- Recording little... in progress. Oh, yeah. That was somewhere between 2001 A Space Odyssey and Radiohead's... Uh, uh, what's the song off uh, Fitter Happier off uh, OK okay. Computer? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- is that a reference that is neither of not those. yours? But um, <laughs> <laughs> I was literally saying to Beck the other day, like, because I also don't know much about music, like in my life, and so I was saying, like, we should do because Beck's really up on music. It's like let's do a spin-off called The Lady's Guide to Dude Music, and then Beck can oh, just yeah. teach me about different bands that I have no idea but I've always heard the names of. <laughs> right, right. Beck, uh, Beck's guide to dude music. Beck's guide, Beck's to, guide to Alex. Ladies' guide to, to dude music. Beck music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, so okay. Before we get into this, uh, why? What, so why aren't you that into music? I'm always really fascinated by that because I listen to music constantly. Mm. I love music that I like. I'm just not an adventurous music listener. So I, oh. I have like I've got my Spotify playlists and everything. Yeah. I love. Um, certain artists or like eras of pop music, but like all the cool stuff, like say I've just thrown out some names that like a Radiohead or a mm. Led Zeppelin or yeah. what's other some cool things, just bands that I just like, I know of them, but couldn't name a song to you. Like, yeah. So I love my music, but I rarely, like I'll never just, unless someone makes me, I'll like never just listen to someone I've never heard before or anything. Right. I I don't think you're alone with that. Mm. Well, that's how I used to be about movies until we started the podcast. Like I was just watching right. my own movies over and over again um, yeah. and never never go back to the classics that have already happened. Yeah, right. I was yeah. um, musically, last lockdown, I did uh, a deep dive on Roxy Music and Brian Ferry because they kept turning up. So I, I watched Lost in Translation and there's that uh, Roxy oh, yeah. Music song in that. And then Mm -hmm. 
by chance, a couple of days later, I read an article about the punk rock movement, which, you know, I'm vague, like I know the broad strokes of, and mm-hmm. it was saying that uh, in the 70s, the two bands that the punk movement didn't turn on were David Bowie and Roxy Music. And I was, I just had the song from Lost in Translation playing, which is, you know, kind of smooth, easy listening. And I was right. like, how did the punk movement not turn on this? This doesn't okay. make any sense. And I knew some older songs, but I, like, I, I knew of them, but I had never really listened closely. So I went back and I listened to the albums in sequential order leading up to the punk movement and went, right. oh, I get it. This is DIY. This is this is all these weird noises being put together in the early 70s, etc. And then I kind of not only got it, but became quite a fan. But that's see, how that's, I find my way into music. See, yeah, that's, I just don't have that in me. I don't have that drive yeah. <laughs> in me. I don't know what it is. I'm, a, I'm like that with TV shows. I'll watch anything. I'll try anything. But right. for some, for, I'm just very much that, yeah, like tunnel vision for music. Like I like who I like. If they put out new stuff, I'll listen to it. Or I like yeah. the eras that I like. I'm very stuck in the, in the 90s kind of thing. Um, right. I just don't have that drive to like. Let's just sit down and discover new new music. Uh, I think that yeah, gives that's me- fine though. You know, like because you thank can. You. There's only there's only so much shit you can. Yes, I'm sure you feel no, better now that I seriously thank you because you, that is like more than movies. Actually, my lack of music knowledge has been my biggest like insecurity as an adult. <laughs> Anytime oh. someone like starts talking about like fish or something, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm getting a call. I'm going through tunnel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, I have big blank spots in. Um, what I like musically and, and what I know as well. Mm. There is, I don't quite know much. Uh, like a lot of my friends of my age are into hair metal and stuff like that. And also mm-hmm. uh, hip hop. I'm not really that across hip hop in many ways. And that's because when I was younger, there was, I found a lot of misogyny in the lyrics and being raised by a single mum and being surrounded well done, by a lot sir. of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, it was like, well, I'm not getting into that. You know, right. and and then of course the art form changes and mutates over years, and it becomes better. And so you know, hip hop wise, I can like you know, I, there, there's some stuff that I'll listen to, you know, but I'm very basic. Like I'll listen to Lauren Hill or or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, but for the most part, I have these real blank spots be- because of that. And then so I'll be, I'm like you, I'll be around friends who are fucking rapping to Eminem and shit like that. Right. And I'm like. Uh, you know, I kind of respect it, but uh, I don't really know where we're coming from. That's what, yeah. I only, I must, I think I only became a feminist like four years ago because before then, like Eminem's one of my guys. I know all of yeah. his shit off my heart. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back, you're like, oh, look, dear, yeah, he doesn't like ladies at all. Any right. of them. So <laughs> I'm one of it- them. Yeah, he's singing this at me. About me. This is too much for a six AM morning run. This is too much, right. Eminem. <laughs> but it's also that uh, weirdness of uh, so I'm an Elvis Costello fan, and mm. he would write songs that you know, especially when he was younger, it was from different people's perspectives, and sometimes there would be like awful songs written from uh, like like. The song's really good, but it's written from an awful person's perspective. So, right. writing in character is such a ah. such a tricky thing, isn't it? Because mm. are you like the hard thing is 
if you're listening to it correctly, you can go, oh, yeah, this is pointing out a, a type of person that I don't come across in a in a way that, you know, I can tap my foot to. And mm-hmm. uh, there is credibility in that. But then there are people who listen to it and go, yeah, fuck well, women. Yeah, right. That's uh, the risk. That's like It's like yeah. comedy. Like if you do a character on stage quite often, yeah, their following will be 50% people who are, like get it and are into the irony and the other 50% are those like, yeah, fucking yeah. Australian rules. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know what character that is, but yeah, it attracts yeah. <laughs> the people who yeah. don't realise. I feel like someone like, I, I won't I won't mention who I don't like, but I'll mention who Ooh, I do like. please do. Uh, but, I'll, uh, <laughs> but I reckon someone like Luke Heggie. Right, who right. is really super funny and clever Love and dry and has a very distinct uh, personality on stage. I reckon if there's a Venn diagram, I reckon there's some people that I don't like. He'd have fans that would like both. Yeah. And would like him for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's the thing. That's oh, I fucking love <laughs> Heggy. That's yeah. yeah, like you really like his his demeanor and his words, you really have to get both of them at the same time. Like, yeah. really, like, if you listen to his words, you're like, fuck, he's so fucking intelligent and he's making yeah. such great points. But, if, yeah. yeah, if you're not focusing on on the words, who knows? Yeah, yeah it's just... Yeah. He, uh, I, I don't even. I don't have words right now. But like, yeah, right. he's he's like he's like my favorite cross section of all of those things. Yeah, he's yes. what like. Yeah, that's fucking comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's people in the audience going, "Fuck, he's just made such a good point that I haven't really thought of before," mm-hmm. and he just come from an angle that is so accessible, but also at the same time, yeah. it's really high minded. And then there'd be other people in the audience going, "Finally, someone who pronounced specifically correctly." Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> go. No, I think I think um anyway. Well, that well, never mind. I'm, you go. <laughs> I'm glad you keep buying tickets. Yeah. Exactly. That's what you want. Um, that's what you want. Well, uh funnily enough, this was not what we were gonna talk about. No. The last time you were on the podcast you were fantastic and you were talking about the movies that had taken you by surprise. And I'm always fascinated by that and i i like it as well it's a it's a nice mm. experience to watch something you know to go in with some presumptions and then totally. be like, oh, i was wrong that's, that's our great. whole podcast is going into movies with presumptions and either yeah. they're correct or they're not that's the basic yeah. <laughs> plot yeah. of our what, do you, what do you reckon what do you reckon the strike rate is of being pleasantly surprised and being unfortunately correct or i'd say like or sometimes fortunately correct. Like sometimes we're looking forward to a movie and it turns out to be as good as we Oh, hoped. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but the unfortunately correct is like I'd say about 60, 65%. Oh, no. Really? Mm. Fuck, mm. that is. You know why I react that way? Because A, I'm sad that you're being unfortunately correct, but B, that just suddenly makes your podcast seem much harder work. <laughs> Dude, it is. I mean, <laughs> we love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. But every week we're watching two and a half hours of a movie that often ends up kind of sucking. Oh, <laughs> but it's no. for work and it's product being productive. So that's yeah, yeah. that's how we justify that. <laughs> so this is going to come out before the last um uh, ben Elwood and I have been watching all of Sophia Coppola's movies oh. and uh, we oh. watched her last one, which was for me, I, I had loved 
the, the movies that I'd enjoyed of hers, I'd really enjoyed watching them a little bit closer, but the movies I hadn't seen of hers, I really loved. And I can legitimately say that I am now a super fan. Oh, great. You know what I mean? So it's been real, it's been a real fun and interesting process, but the podcast that's going to come out as a little teaser, which will come out soon, um, I went in with a set of thoughts and Ben and I, but I, while I was watching it, right at the end, I had an off the cuff thought because I'm in lockdown by myself. I had a, a, a flippant thought that mm-hmm. I, that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And then Ben brought it up purely by chance. He, he, he had no idea right. what I was thinking. And he said, did you think blah, blah, blah? And I said, yeah, I did. And I thought it was funny. And then he applied it to the movie and I was like, oh, I, you will hear me literally do Fine. a 180 spin on the film and it is so entertaining oh that's and the best yeah love that yeah. yeah that happens to us often too like we don't really talk about whether we liked the movie or not until we start recording so we don't know what yeah. page the other one's on unless it's yeah fucked or like so crazy <laughs> um and so, yeah, sometimes we'll we'll start chatting, and like I'll just I will have decided I didn't like it, but then yeah, Beck will posit some points about why it was good, or vice versa, and then yeah. we just yeah, it's really fun to chat like that. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm it's, more than happy to change my opinion on anything whenever I get new info, you know. Oh, especially if it's like a positive. Uh, oh yeah, totally. As well, when you yeah. get to the end, you go, oh, this is oh. Life's heat's better. <laughs> it's so much more fun talking about something that you like than yeah. talking about yeah. something you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that is, uh, says something good about both of us, actually, because I think, I think so there's too. a lot of people on social media who would not agree with that statement. That's and true. And would probably write a lot of hate mail to us <laughs> about That's that. That's true. Oh, Although these people is... who fucking like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do find, though, it is sometimes easier to be funnier about stuff you don't like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's more comedy yeah. to be mined, I guess. No yeah, one likes a happy definitely. comedian. That's boring. Uh, well, you don't <laughs> trust them, do you? It's like, what mm-hmm. are they hiding? Mm. Who, how many How many dead bodies are, do they not, have under or, their floor? Yeah, beds? they're not like me. I hate stuff. No. Yeah. Uh, so how, I don't know. How many movies do you have for us today that have taken you by surprise? Um, I did my top five in the movies oh. that we've done since you and I last yeah. spoke about this. All right. That's great. Well, let's let's do what we did last time. Let's start with number five and work towards number one. Number five, sure. Actually, I've got five and then a special mention. Um, oh, okay. So that was my the... special mention. Oh, you to... Yeah, okay. Um, because I did expect to like this, but I liked it more than I thought I would, which was Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I, what a ex- fun film, right? Yeah, I expected, I knew because it was so monumentous and like, yeah. you know, Australian made and I knew Charlize Theron played a badass lady character and stuff. So I was expecting to, but fuck, it was really good. So if no one's seen that yet, I highly recommend yeah. jumping well, into Fury we- Road. So my friend uh, Garth Jones, who does the uh, Osploitation uh, segment on the podcast, Passing oh, Animal, yeah. we, we started with the Mad Max <laughs> movies. So we just did uh, okay. Fury Road. And so I rewatched it recently. And it is, I don't know if you know this, but when it first came out, I was on the road and there were uh, there were people, there were men's groups pushing back about how it, you know. What? Castrated Max and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. It was so negative and these men's sites and groups, and it made me laugh so much. I thought, how funny is it that 
A, you've had that reaction to this film, but also B, you're willing to go out and be in public oh saying God, these things. So embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. And I just laugh my ass off. just a podcast. Off. Like, what the fuck? Right. That's what the rest of us but, have done. <laughs> and then you know what happened a year later? Trump got in. And I realised there were heaps of people who thought that way. And I was okay. like, motherfucker. And now they've got even that a little more, bit more of a seriously. platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is a disaster. But um, that's a great film. And, mm. uh, you know, there's so much... Like, there's so much more going on. It's really easy to be dismissive of, mm. well, they go one way and then they just go back. And it's like, well... Well, but, sure, yeah. But If you're just plotting their location, that is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there is real, you know, there's a real yeah. uh, journey. I hate that word. It gets used too much. But there is a full character arc for everybody who totally. goes through There's, that. like, dialogue and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah. 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 That's great. It's, Are you a Tom Hardy fan? Oh, look, I actually don't... I, I think we've seen like five or six uh, Tom Hardy films, but I still don't really know who he is. I right. think it was Fury wrote, he's a great actor, but I don't know. I think I just keep mi- mixing up his face with someone else's. But Fury right. Road was the one where I was like, that's, he's in, he's in there now. He's solid in my brain now. Yeah. And yes, so now I am a Tom Hardy fan. Um, you and Beck might be, this will be an interesting film for you to check out, which is Locke which is essentially him in a car for 90 oh, minutes. Okay. Uh, so if you want to try something a little bit different, and it, you know, it's 100% Tom Hardy. I mean, he loves he, driving things, doesn't he? First Fury he Road, it. now, jeez oh, Louise. And, and he <laughs> fucking drives in this, so... <laughs> That's a good special mention, so yes. uh, let's try number five. Number five is Mr. John Wick. Great. I really didn't think I would like it because, I I mean, I'm warming up to the genre now after 240 episodes, but action movies, never been like an action movie fan, anything stressful or too noisy or often action movies are filmed at night, so they're always dark and you have to squint. But John Wick is like that. It's like they made an action movie for Alex J. Like they put everything in it. that other action movies don't have, you know, like you care about him, his backstory. There's like cool shit in it that's not just fights. And, yeah, fucking love John Wick. Oh, I get it. Like they steal his car and they kill his dog that his dead wife gave to him. Yep. Kill everybody. Oh, my God. I'm crying just thinking about it. And, like, he's so cool. And it's that um, it's a term we've learnt through our, ju- our journey is uh, <laughs> is co- competence porn where it's right. just like it's a character in a movie is just really good at what they do. And you can – and that's John Wick for me. Like, right. you can just – as an anxious person, like, you can just, like, settle into it and be like, I trust that whatever John gets here, whatever situation he gets himself into he's gonna be okay and then you you see him just be really fucking good at it and that's oh it's so calming it's funny as well because as i get older i find violence to be hard to watch i can i can kind of deal with it if it's almost a bit more even though it's kind of boring you know it's almost like you'd rather watch superhero violence or you know because it's it's so far removed from the real world especially gun plays you know we've seen so much terrible stuff in the real world with guns etc but they killed his dog 
and they stole his car and I'm fine with it all yep. in this film. <laughs> justified. Whatever happens next is completely justified. And and how are you on the Keanu scale? Have you watched oh. enough Keanu film? Yep. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> Oh my god! We are outside when we're not in lockdown. We record. Beck's got a little studio room in her in her house, and right. so she's like fitted it out to be a studio, and it's awesome. And on the one blank wall is a massive, massive, uh, like almost life size poster of Keanu as Jesus holding a puppy. So Amazing. he's our he's our new. You know, we pray to him before we record. We thank him for all our blessings. No. <laughs> I get it. Like that would that would really take me out of atheism if that was my Lord and Saviour. Oh my God. Okay. I've just I've just <laughs> also become obsessed with like the Nexium cult. Have you watched any of the documentaries about that cult? No. What's that? Okay. Tell me about it. Uh, it's so fuck, it's so good. It's a it's <laughs> I mean it's not it's awful, obviously. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's just this cult that was in America and they only kind of like finished being a cult like a year ago and it's just basically starts out it's basically like a wellness kind of retreat program and it's just very you know about self-help and stuff and then of course after uh, years go on and it devolves into a sex cult obviously as all of them do but the main guy this guy Keith Ranieri uh is apparently the smartest man to ever have lived and he's so charming and that's how he you know gets people under his spell he's not he's a gross little weasel of a man but right i think my point is if is if keanu started an axiom i 100 yeah. would join up and like i would i would t- t- to death I, w- I would support yeah. that man yeah yeah no i get it i would be right alongside you wearing the wearing the uniform but you isn't it funny with all these cults how often the person in charge when you watch it you go huh? what sorry oh every Him. time Every time, like this guy, yeah, got thousands of people to pay like all of their money to like kiss him on the lips. Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) yeah, and people say you just don't understand his charisma, and it's like, I I don't, I honestly don't. I don't think I would if I met him, right? You you can just tell, even if you don't like know, because one of the documentaries is really long. And so you don't really know what he's done until like four hours in. It doesn't go to the right. bad stuff. But even when it's right. just on the good stuff, you're like, yuck. I just, no, not him. Mm-mm. Not him. No, but Keanu, you. what would he, um, are you not getting ahead, uh, but are you going to mention any other Keanu films? Uh, no, we, but we haven't really seen any other ones uh, since we last oh, spoke. Okay. No, no, that's all right. I mm-hmm. just was wondering what's your, what's your Keanu top three? Is it, have you watched um, three or? Yeah. John Wick 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> That's your top three Keanu yeah. films. I love it. Yeah. No, <laughs> Closely followed respect. by uh, Point Break, for, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. All right. That's great. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, <laughs> Keanu 1, 2, and 3? Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh, what's your uh, number four? Um, oh, did I say Keanu? Went to, I meant John Wick 1, 2, and 3. Sorry. <laughs> Which, let's oh, just call no. those movies Keanu now, I think. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> that might have just been me. Um, number four, when Harry met Sally. Oh, so okay. So before we get into why you liked it, why did you think maybe you weren't going to like it? Um, because it's just one of those movies that everyone says is the best movie ever, and so when right. that happens for long enough, 
yeah. if you're like me, you instantly recoil from it and expect it yeah. to not, it just can't possibly be as good as everyone said. Um, yeah. so that's that's too much pressure. It is. It's yeah. And we watched it for our like New Year's Eve episode because it's a yeah. New Year's Eve movie. And oh my God, I'm in love with it. It's like one of my yeah. new favorite movies. It lived yeah. up and exceeded everything I thought it was. It's really good, isn't it? And oh, it's it's, beautiful. it's kind of um you know, what it 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 kind of takes um you know, it's it's always tricky bringing up this name, but it, it takes some of the best aspects of Woody Allen comedies like Annie Hall and that and makes mm-hmm. them a little bit more mainstream. And also the the great thing about it is there's real character growth in the in the film. Like mm-hmm. you, you you see just enough of them kind of being shitheads, but yeah. also you can still see enough of what's delightful about them because you see them in those increments you 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 do see the improvement in each character and also the side characters are oh yeah yeah i I just i loved i mean i haven't seen any woody allen movies but i imagine is it like the dialogue and the kind of like the witticisms and stuff that that is reminiscent of him yeah a little bit like the annie hall kind of stuff and the manhattan kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. they're very much kind of you know grown up comedies you know that's yeah, what they are and right. uh uh you know and when harry met sally it's just such a it's just such a it's it's broad but it's kind of small it has uh really nice uh delicate moments but it just has a great set piece in yeah. the in the orgasm like the orgasm great. scene which uh. has been parodied so many times in so many different ways but when you watch it you go oh yeah i can see why this was a thing because it's really fucking cool and also, like, Meg Ryan was, you know, she was considered a, you know, a really fun and great actor, And but Billy Crystal was the funny guy. And what's funny in that moment is she's she's the funny one. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And he's the one. She's the one holding court. Yeah. You know, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah. Just, fuck. And then that perfect capper of the woman saying, I'll have what she's having. It's just a funny I love scene. It. And, like, apparently Meg Ryan kind of came up with the idea of actually acting out the orgasm. Like, they weren't – or to go as hard as she did on it. That was her (laughs) idea, which I just love, like, like, that the director listened to her and then it ended up being, like, the most iconic moment of movies of the 90s. And, like, I I just love the dialogue. I love that they're just, like, silly and just make fun of each other and it's not all this big, beautiful, unrealistic, you know – uh, speeches. I mean, there is speeches, but like they're just actual day to day dynamics. I, I just really yeah. enjoyed that. There was like the, L, the whole the whole thing about how he uh, they they sleep together when she's in a crazy vulnerable state felt icky. Yeah. But I, we kind of were able to, or I was able to like be like, well, that was of the time. They didn't know that that was icky back then, and that's the only icky part. It's not like the entire movie's based on an icky premise. Um, no. It was able to kind of look past that and just to the adorableness of it all. But it's also, um, in its defence, it's also a sex scene that happens after years and years and years of these characters knowing each other and kind mm. of circling each other and... Getting trust and, yeah. And it's... I don't think he's taking advantage of her. No, you know? no, like no. It's, 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 it's a... It's a it, I think... I think they're both vulnerable in the moment and that's why the scene works and then mm. just the but also 
gives us that really funny moment of the camera panning back and her being asleep and him just going, oh, my God, like... Yeah. <laughs> what... what it's 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 not a panic of oh no I've slept with her and I didn't want to sleep with her it's more a case of the panic of what does this mean now what do I do now yeah yeah I love their just like uh, best friend dynamic like the reason he goes over I just love the moment where she's just called she's called him she's crying and all she says is Joe's getting married and then he says I'll be right there and just like oh yeah but not in a big yeah. dramatic way like just in a like fun this this is how yeah. friends talk and support each other and yeah I loved it loved it made me reminisce about the uh, I watched it not that long ago maybe a couple of years ago now but I uh, I made me reminisce about answering machines <laughs> oh. oh do you remember them yeah so yeah. much and fun leaving- and leaving messages, like leaving, the, you know, and all of his messages are yeah. the right side of, you know, determined, but hilarious. Anyway. Yeah, they're great. Um, Love also, beautiful colours. It's a be- uh, The colours mm. of the film are like all the autumn scenes are stunning, aren't they? Which is so stunning. Yeah. And again, because a lot of these movies that we watch for the pod are, are dark because they're set at night yeah. or underground or in a tunnel yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, so when we, yeah, when you see, when we see a movie with a beautiful color palette, we yeah. are sold almost immediately. Yeah. 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 All right. What's number three? Number three, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. Fun. Like, uh, I can see why so that, fun. I can completely see why the two of you were like, nah. And then went, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, but are you a Marvel fan or are you more DC? No, 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 no. I'm, um, no, I'm definitely, anyway, it's complicated. It's complicated for me. It's funny. Any, let me just actually reply to your answer. The, (laughs) instead of all the explanations in my head. This is kind of like if someone was to ask me, do I prefer Hanson's earlier stuff or their latest stuff? Like it's a really... (laughs) It's a ridiculous question. She just uh, expect me to just answer in like one sentence. Um. No, that is the perfect uh, <laughs> reflection of where I'm at at the moment. So as someone who read comics from such a young age mm-hmm. and then collected and over the decades, uh, you know, it was, it was not a respected art form. And so right. when an art form isn't respected, it means it can kind of just do whatever it wants and it can be incredibly creative and you can put so much into it because no one cares and -hmm. then once it gains a level of popularity and and gets a little bit of credibility in the world then an aesthetic criteria starts to be applied to it and that's when I think you start to get a bit of sameness Mm -hmm. in it you Mm know it was you know you see that in comedy you'll see a, a genre uh, come along that hasn't been done before and then people try to emulate it because they see how it succeeds and then suddenly it's like, oh, now it's become cliched. If right, that makes right. Sense. Uh-huh. You know, like for like in the late 80s, early 90s, talking about your relationship in, in stand-up was not really a, a mainstream thing. Really? But now, yeah. God, that's yeah. all I do. <laughs> Yeah, right. But but you know what I mean? It was like yeah. I think so I'm specifically thinking about a conversation I had with a UK comedian who at the time it was all political and, you know Yeah, right. Smash smashed that observational, then, right. Yeah. And this person was talking about their relationship and everyone was like, Sure, oh, fuck, what's that? And then now, anyway. <laughs> that's so, not relatable. That's not relatable at all. But now it's um so anyway, there is this 
aspect of the proliferation of superheroes in mainstream culture that I find really depressing because it's a little bit cookie cutter. It's a little bit, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that, that there's Marvel movies that I've watched and had a really good time in the cinema that I can't remember anything about. And mm-hmm. also I just hate that there's nothing else being made. Mm. Like, well, yeah. you know, yeah. It's so, either remakes of of stuff that's already happened or Marvel these days. Yeah. 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 Because I so, never watched Marvel before the right. podcast. Right. So yeah, no, no. So anyway, what a what a long, boring, winded uh, way of replying to your question. But but Thor Ragnarok is um, is fun. Although, can I say something mildly controversial? Absolutely. It's just us. I won't tell anyone. Okay. I just I'm not entirely sold on Chris Hemsworth as being as funny as maybe everyone else thinks he is. That's okay. Yep. I, I completely see that. I thought you were going to say I'm not completely sold on Taika Waititi and I was like, oh boy, I don't think I can even save you from that statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think he, he does well because like he, with the like incredible like scripts and dialogue that he's given. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's fine. But you know, yeah. there's the, there's a really funny scene in it that's not as funny as it should be for me, which is when, mm-hmm. when, uh, Tyker's, I've forgotten his name. Uh, is it Korg? Is oh, the, yeah, the yeah, stone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is talking about the hammer, and mm-hmm. it's quite clearly them riffing. But yeah. the, the Korg side of it, oh, you know, really, really attached to your hammer. All of his stuff's really funny. And then all of Thor's stuff is essentially sexual, you know, very, very light oh, innuendo. Okay. Right. But I just always feel like he's about to laugh. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. To be honest. Yeah. But <laughs> this, anyway, this is so good. I'm never this funny normally. This is great, guys. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this is great. Everyone just thought I was really handsome and super strong. Yeah. But I get. So anyway, but uh, that's also a really fun film. And uh, mm. the first t- first time I saw it was, uh, I funnily enough came around to it. The first time I saw it was at a preview where Tyker and Hemsworth were and Mark Ruffalo, and oh, everyone was what? laughing in this. Yeah. But they're not in the cinema and everyone – I'm never going to go to those kinds of previews again because everyone laughs like they're there. Right. To impress them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's like it's or like, oh. Ruffling you know, all over the place. Yeah, it's like they're looking around. Oh, yeah, do you see how much I'm enjoying your movie? It's like they're not here. Like they walk the red carpet and they're in a bar somewhere now. Right, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've seen anyway. it. So the, I had to watch it again without anyone around and then really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's just because I've never, ever been interested in, like, superhero stuff at all as well. Yeah. And so uh, Beck, Beck was has been a Marvel fan for a while, and so we mm-hmm. were watching a, a lot of them and Beck had already seen them and stuff. And so doing that was cool, like, to, to talk to someone who, like, is, is a recent new converted fan um, to kind of get that new perspective on it. But, like, I just – it we'd watched a couple of Marvels before Ragnarok and Ragnarok was, I was like, that's, this is the one where I get on board with Marvel. Right. Cause it's just, it was just so funny. And it's just like, that's yeah. just so much more appealing to me. It makes all of the 
uh, superhero actiony stuff like heaps more palatable when it's just like yep. cloaked in so much comedy. And also like that they had a lady villain. I fucking love that because we really yep. like they don't offer like women aren't villains very much. And so you want you want yeah. the strong female hero, of course, as much as you can. But then to have a, a, a woman villain was really cool too. And not be sexy. Yeah. Like she looks yeah, great, not, but she's not just sexualized a at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that's a that's a fun film. That's a really good I hadn't really thought about that before. That's a really good insight that it's uh, 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 not only a woman villain but also <laughs> just one that's, you know, yeah. tearing shit up and, you know, she kind of wins as well. Like she kind of yeah. gets what she wants to I a like, certain extent. Women can be evil too, you know. It's yeah. 2021. You know, I've, I've, I've been a bit negative on Hemsworth though, but that opening with him in the chain slowly oh. ro- rotating around is really funny. So funny. Yeah. That's very so, well do- written. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did Guardians of the Galaxy make you laugh? Like, that's a pretty funny film, the first one. Oh, and that comes before that's four. the one with the little tree guy? Yeah. Yeah, I really Great. liked that one. That was really funny. Yeah. 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 I like I, it when I, they're light and whimsical and don't take themselves too seriously, I think. Oh, right. Where are you up to in the Marvel movies? We we kind of, like, switched, like, jumped around for a while. We did, like, yeah, the first Thor, we did Ragnarok, Iron Man. Um, oh, you're not, we, you're not doing them in order? We're not doing them just, in order. Right, okay. Yeah. And then we uh, and we just recently did Black Widow, which I lo- loved Black Widow. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Have, yeah. You seen, have you seen that one yet? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that's one of those. Like, I really... I really like Scarlett Johansson mm. and I've funnily enough, I've wanted like, I just didn't understand why they didn't have a black widow movie for ages. Oh, right. Yeah. When I learned and about that, that was crazy. Oh, it's insane. It should have been like, they should have done it in phase two. You know, they should have done those right. first films and uh, which the first films for Marvel are Iron Man, Iron Man two, Captain America, Thor Avengers. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Let's drop in. Black Widow, Captain America. Oh, Black Widow, too, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, uh, so I really like her, and uh, I really like her in the role. And I just, it, you know, what it could have been, and this will appeal to you. It should have been more John Wick, less CGI, more okay. her just kicking ass. Yeah, I can. Yep, I get that. You know, like I feel like the last fight should have been a really well choreographed battle of her fighting all those other black widows and trying to, mm. you know, give them the serum to that would be you know, cool. break them out of it. And then they, so she's not trying to kill them, but they're trying to kill her. And if you had this 15 minute choreographed thing of her and each one that she kind of injects joins her side and Ooh, then eventually like they're that. all around. Mm. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need something crashing from the fucking ground uh, from the sky again. You know, well, yeah. I just... I just when it gets to like when you have a battle scene that's got a wide shot that spans like kilometers, that's when it's kind of <laughs> like, no, I can't. It's too much. I like the one-on-one stuff, like when she's in and she smashes the guy's head, like her yes. head on the table, like that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like that competence part porn too. stuff. Yeah, yes. it's like, ooh, that's cool. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I've oh, never I heard love it. It's sport. my favourite. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be using it. I love it too. I'll use it where it doesn't apply. I love it that much. 
<laughs> that's great. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Competence <laughs> porn. Someone being really good at something. Oh, God. Oh, it's enjoyable. Just, gee whiz. I'm horny for it, I uh, guess, yeah. is the implication. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. Okay, what's uh, what's number two? Number two. Oof, this is a controversial one. This was a very surprise to like this was Pulp Fiction. We just did it very recently. Right, so... You know the bits I'm always fascinated by, which is Mm -hmm. why are you so surprised and why is this so controversial? One, again, because it's just been so hyped for so long that you just like, yeah. And two, we're not the biggest, I haven't seen a lot of them, but like just Tarantino as a person doesn't vibe with me <laughs> and has hasn't ever like just from the bits I've seen and like interviews and I know his face and to, I was really not I was really <laughs> expecting to come away from Pulp Fiction being like oh my god that's the most overhyped movie of all time that sucked but it turns out it's really good and it deserves the accolades it's been given <laughs> well so two things uh one is have you heard Dave Anthony on this podcast from a few weeks ago I did literally see that like two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) That story is like... We just finished our Tarantino Fest, or as Beck brilliantly called it, the Cook Cook King... (laughs) Foot King Festival. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It's too much, isn't it, right? Um, Yeah, and so... Because then we also watched Death Proof. So we loved te- Pulp Fiction. And so we were like, we'll want to do a couple more. Who, right. like, what's, what can people recommend for our next one? A lot of people recommended Death Proof, which was really? a wildly, dif- wildly different film. Yeah. I think right. because it, because the most of the cast are women. But then um, we ended up not really liking it because they all get, you know, brutally murdered and a lot of sexual violence in it that we're just like, oh, I don't right. really enjoy seeing that. Um, but Pulp Fiction was like, yeah, we, uh, but yeah, after listening to Dave's story, holy shit. Yeah, it's too much, right? Uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction is annoying as well because it's one of those movies when people know you haven't watched it go, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction? Oh, right, yeah. That, just yeah. as a baseline, that is the number one, apart from yeah. Die Hard. It's Pulp Fiction. I can't believe you haven't seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> right, um, right. But, yeah, I really liked it in the end. Like, it wasn't – I thought it was going to be very, um, like, wanky and self-aggrandizing and, like, it fo- like over-intellectualized dialogue and stuff, which there was a lot of, you know, chats and dialogue, but it was easy to follow – something I really appreciated, which I didn't expect from Tarantino was like this closure for everything. Um, I I don't like it again. I think this is my anxiety. Like I don't like it in movies where like you finish and you're like, cool, everyone I liked is dead and no one's happy. And, you know, but like in Pulp Fiction, every, all of the storylines are neatly wrapped up. The only person who dies is John Travolta's character, but that's only so that Bruce Willis's character can live a happy, happily ever after. So like, Eric, Yeah. yeah, I liked, I didn't expect that from Tarantino at all. And it's also told in a non-linear way. So, you know, yes, John Travolta gets shot on the crapper, but he, you do get to see him at the but end. You finish the movie and he's just still yeah. having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I came away from it being like, oh, I'm not depressed like I normally am after these movies. So that right. was nice. So I saw Reservoir Dogs just mm-hmm. back in the day on a whim. Like I just right. went, oh, that looks interesting. I'll go and check that out and then – you know, I mean, away I from that going. Loved fuck. Reservoir. Yeah, I yeah, really like that yeah. one too. Like, I remember sitting next to my mate, uh, my high school friend, Matthew Paxton, and that last scene and the movie finished and it was one of those <laughs> movies where you're like, 
I don't quite know what to say. Wow. <laughs> what just happened, yeah. you know? So yeah. then when Pulp Fiction came out, I was wrapped and I went and saw that a couple of times. And the um, I think it was I, – I saw it either two or three times at the cinema – so I think maybe it was the third time I remember someone behind me after John Travolta got shot on the toilet uh, when he appeared later, I heard a woman say to someone, I thought he was dead. And I was like, oh, that is hilarious. But that's, that shows you how little nonlinear storytelling was mainstream back then. And, yeah, and that kind yeah. of I, – I was a bit worried that, you know, going into it, that movie's been imitated so many times that mm. – Sometimes you can watch those films and you spend a lot of time not enjoying it like you used to because you're reminding yourself, no, 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 this is this is why lots of people do movies like yeah, this. Yeah, you have to remember, this is the first one. Yeah. yeah. This isn't Hack. This started it. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not a Death Proof fan either. Uh-huh. Um, I know it was meant to be a grindhouse film and it was meant mm. to be, you know. A double uh, like A double and like, you know. But um, I personally would be you might find it a bit boring but i i think jackie brown is a much well, I, I love that will, that's my favorite uh, tarantino film oh really okay yeah. we haven't done that yet but we did put a poll up asking our listeners like what movies of tarantino's would you suggest and that was i think that was like the next highest ranking one oh, so we great, will do, great. we'll do that eventually yeah there, there's an alternate world where because that follows pulp fiction and it did okay mm-hmm but I wonder what his career would have looked like if that had been a mega success. Okay. And I, I think he would have been... I'm I'm really hit and miss on Tarantino. Mm-hmm. So with his films, like there's films of his that I really enjoy and then there's films that I will never sit through again. Mm-hmm. Even if I kind of enjoyed it in the cinema at the time as an experience. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, I love Jackie Brown, so I'd be okay. super keen to hear what you both think of that yeah great cool yeah, yeah. interesting you should, mm. you'll love her pam greer is like you will just watch oh. her and go fuck she is everything i want in a lead character okay sweet fuck yeah, yeah. okay mm. not to talk it up too much <laughs> Ooh, it's exciting <laughs> all right what's uh what's uh your number one number one my my new boyfriend the love of my life mr cool hand luke Oh, really? Uh, Paul Newman. Oh, uh, uh, Paul. Paul. Which sucks because right. it's my dad's name. So, like, I can't say it too much. So, I'm going to call him <laughs> Cool Hand Luke. That's his name. <laughs> do, you, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. You, do you remember the Doug Judy episode where uh, the sergeant's car gets stolen? And it's yes. the and he And... He, they tell him the the name of the car, and Doug's making fun of him, saying, "No, your car needs a sexy name." And Andy Samberg says, oh, "Like Denise or such and such or Karen." Oh God, Karen, that's my mum's name. Why did I say my mum's name? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just great. rewatched that like a few days ago. So when you said Paul's my dad's name, I was like, "Oh no, he's having a, he's having a she's having a Samberg moment." <laughs> oh, absolutely, yuck! No so one's ever you... allowed to have that name again. <laughs> no, I totally get it. So. Um, have you have you seen many Paul Newman films, or was this no, your first one? This is our both of our first ones. Oh, and that's yeah. a good one. Oh my god, I didn't expect it to. I really was begrudgingly watching Cool Hand Luke because it was so old. So I was expecting it to just look like shit and just like sound weird and storyline wise be like the old way of 
progressing stories that I'm not interested in. And, but (laughs) you could have told me it was made like 20 years ago and I would believe it. Mm. It looked incredible. It sounded great. Mm. The storyline was super clear, character development, super clear, like you fall in love with him and you're rooting. Mm. I just didn't expect it from such an old film at all. I loved it. Yeah. There's, there's some films that are deceptively progressive and hold up. So uh, it's funny. I I can't tell you how funny it is that you've brought up Cool Hand Luke because I have it out to watch this weekend. No way. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I haven't, I haven't watched it in ages, and mm-hmm. uh, and the reason I have it out is because a couple of weeks ago I went back and watched a whole lot of Steve McQueen movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, have you seen any Steve no. McQueen films yet? Mm-mm. So, I'll make the suggestion for you both: uh, check out Bullet, okay. which he's he's a. Uh, uh, he's a cop and he has to protect someone. That's all you really need to know. And it has okay. um, one of the greatest car chases of all time. Like really <laughs> not not a smash em up kind of car chase, more like a, a tension-filled right. car chase. That's big words because we've just recently watched all of the Fast and the Furious movies. So <laughs> right. I, mean, I just want to talk good car chase. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> There's no safes being dragged through the cities and or they're shooting not, out of they're space. They're not driving a car into space. That's crazy. No. Yeah, How can you no. possibly compare? <laughs> well, this this will be like me. This is me saying this is the best analog phone to your new digital right. phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, Steve McQueen in that he he went through the screenplay. And he just kind of took out the dialogue he didn't want to say. He was always a really amazing Ooh. actor with his eyes. Oh, wow. Uh, so, uh, and then that kind of helps kickstart the modern action hero because suddenly people are taking out all of the dialogue for their main characters. Right. But that's around then- 1968, has cool okay. music. Cool. So, if right, you like so he was in, like the first stoic, I don't say much action hero. Like, kind of, yeah, kinda in the started. mainstream. Ah, kinda, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it has and, to start somewhere. And then you go so far and you get Blade, who doesn't say anything. It doesn't say out. anything. Right. No joke. Yeah. Wesley <laughs> no, wasn't no. even there for half of it. <laughs> well, that's what an amazing job when yeah. you just don't even <laughs> turn up for a film that you're starring in. I know. <laughs> um, but Paul Newman's wonderful. And uh, <laughs> so I He's wonder, so, so funny. He was like, yes. his performance is so, there's so many funny little moments that just like, again, surprised me that it was in such an old film. Like, right. Just like the, the whole egg eating competition. Yeah. Like, and he's like, there's just these little subtle moments. Like, he's just walking in and they're all like hooping and hollering and like so excited for him. He's like walking in as though he's like going into a wrestling match. Yeah. And he's just like giving them little smirks and stuff, like just really playing it up. It's just, it's, it's delightful. Delightful. Yeah. And what about those eyes? Right. Oh my God, those baby blues. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And he makes excellent salad dressing. Like. Right. He does it all. What more do you want in a man? That's what I ask everyone. So, if you are going to uh, be in love with Paul Newman, mm. um, I, as I will forever. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh is, yes, that that's on our list too. Yeah, people were saying yeah. that after that's, this. That, that's kind of like a turning like turning moment in cinema like it's like a real kind of modern mm. film and uh, so I feel like you would enjoy that a lot as well have you seen any Robert Redford no 
Yeah, so you'll get. But these a are all old names I know. Yeah. yeah, these are all like those classic dudes, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. For a while there, it was like Newman, Redford, McQueen. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're all uh, like great actors, like real, real movie stars. You know, yeah, so, yeah. And and they're just of that. You know, they're just before that era of. You know, when, you know, Brando comes through, you know, around the same time, but he influences the, then you go the Hoffmans, Pacinos, De Niro's, De Niro's you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the, so they're yeah. just a little bit before that. And yeah, uh, right. I think you'll enjoy going back to those films. Oh, yeah. that's a, that, what a great one. Oh, what a, what a nice surprise to sit mm. down and just go, holy shit. But, but maybe. Like, yeah. Constantly, like the whole way through just be like, I can't believe I'm loving this. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. So my question to you about Cool Hand Luke is, do you think you would have loved it if it was early on in the podcast? Or are you starting to get uh, a set of tastes now because you're watching so – how many episodes of the podcast? 240. Yeah, right. That's that's a lot of movies, right? So many. Like that is and there's so many more to go. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many more to go. But the the thing is, is that – now, because you're watching so many, you're starting to develop uh, mm-hmm. a higher sense of taste because of, you know, or not higher sense, but uh, more informed sense. So that yeah. makes me go, if this was the fourth film you watched, sure, are you a bit bored by it? You know, I think I probably wouldn't have been bored by the, the storyline. I think the, I don't know, actually, I just don't know. I think back then uh, the oldness of it would have bothered me more. But yeah. since then we've watched so many movies that are younger than that one that look like shit and are yeah. almost <laughs> impossible to watch yeah. that like that I probably wouldn't have had as much of an appreciation for how good it does look for, for a 1969 film. Yeah. But I still think I would have really enjoyed it. Like there's so right. much in it that's just like so lovely. It's just a beautiful storyline. Yeah, sometimes movies that were super modern at the time are the ones that have aged the worst. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying using modern technology and yeah. special effects and and stuff. They're the ones that for me age really poorly. Oh, yeah, that really takes you out of it. But something mm. like that, it's kind of filmed classically in a Well, yeah, there's beautiful. nothing yeah, there's no nothing sci-fi. Any sci-fi tends to age pretty poorly. And yeah. I know that's a very controversial opinion to have but like this was just like it's just a cool just like set in reality story and yeah yeah it looked beautiful i think all the old sci-fi movies that have aged best are the ones that are anachronistic in the way they approach the future they don't try to mm-hmm. imagine in the future people won't have chairs but <laughs> yeah, what they'll do is yeah. it's almost like they'll ground the reality in of the time and yeah. then then the sci-fi flavors it, but when when the mm. in the future everyone will wear glitter. <laughs> exactly. They don't. Yeah, the ones that do is like there's just more. I don't know neon strobe lights in the future. Yeah. Like that's kind of the only difference. <laughs> they they yeah. age well. Yeah. 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 They hold up. And then you watch a, a movie like Blade Runner and you go, uh, like, I know we're ahead of those years that it's set, but I have an <laughs> awful feeling we're getting closer to that one. So That's true. Boo. <laughs> yeah, that's boo. true. <laughs> uh, well, Anything that's apocalyptic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything apocalyptic is fucking the anxiety of like too much. That, 
So Cool Hand Luke, what well, that, that was great. I I love doing these podcasts with you because yeah. I'm really surprised by what has grabbed you and what hasn't grabbed you, and it's always fun to find out, you know, the presumptions going in. Right, yeah. That's, yeah, we are pleasantly surprised and happy when we're, uh, when we like a film. It's always nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a total win. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, where can uh, people find you uh, while we're uh, living our lives virtually in lockdown? In my lounge room glued to the couch. <laughs> I don't do anything else. Um, but also uh, podcasts that I host with Beck Charwood, excellent comedian. Uh, it's called The Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. We're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. And then my personal, I'm at AlexJ1 on Twitter and Instagram. One is the numeral one. Yes, good to point uh, that out. Yeah, and that's, yeah, those two things. All right, that's great. Uh, please come back again soon. Always Thank you for uh, having me. This is so much fun. Thank you to Alex for joining me today. Cool hand Luke. <laughs> like... You didn't see that coming, and I didn't see that coming. Well, maybe you saw that coming if you'd listened to the podcast, but uh, uh, so good. Make sure you check out her podcast, if you haven't before, The Lady's Guide to Dude Cinema with her delightful co-host, Beck Charlwood. I'll be back later this week with the third to last episode of my rewatch of The Leftovers. Three to go. I rewatched this episode and I've got to be honest, I have seen this episode a few times and I got choked with emotion yet again. Like that is some amazing work when you know exactly what's coming and you still find yourself getting a little bit teary and a little bit sad. If you're enjoying uh, the work my friends and I are doing here, uh, please leave us a top review on Apple Podcasts. All of that goes a long way to helping us out, especially with where we want to go next with Big Squid. Let's finish today's podcast with a quote from Paul Newman. That seems like the right thing to do, don't you think? Newman said, Every time I get a script, it's a matter of trying to know what I could do with it. I see colours imagery it has to have a smell it's like falling in love you can't give a reason why until then deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 